Are you looking to reach your full potential and achieve success in business and in life? Want only tried and tested guidance from people who have truly made an impact? You have come to the right place. Welcome to Five Questions with Dan Shabell. New York Times bestselling author Dan Shabell distills the most actionable and tangible advice from a variety of world-class humans, including entrepreneurs, authors, Olympians, politicians, billionaires, Nobel Prize winners, TED speakers, celebrities, astronauts, and more. Inspirational guidance, practical advice, and concrete solutions. Our Power Chat starts now. Welcome to the 48th episode of Five Questions with Dan Shaw-Bell. As your host, my goal is to create the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is film and TV producer and screenwriter Brian Grazer. Born in Los Angeles, California, Brian graduated USC's School of Cinema Television in 1975 as a psychology major. After quitting USC's law school after one year, he pursued a career as a producer focused on TV projects for Paramount Pictures in the early 80s. There, he met best friend and business partner Ron Howard, embarking on one of the longest-running partnerships in Hollywood history. Together, their films and TV shows have been nominated for 43 Oscars and 195 Emmys, and he won the Best Picture Oscar for A Beautiful Mind. In addition, Grazer produced hit films like American Gangster, Apollo 13, The Nutty Professor, 8 Mile, and Liar Liar. His films have generated more than $13.5 billion in worldwide theatrical music and video sales. His more recent projects include the Wu-Tang and American Saga TV series and his new book, Face to Face, The Art of Human Connection. Like Brian, I've studied and have written a book about human connection, but in a workplace context, called Back to Human. In this podcast, Brian takes the same theme but gives examples from his career in the entertainment business while also sharing lessons learned and advice along the way. Why did you decide to write your book and how have face-to-face conversations impacted you personally and professionally? I was uh, acutely dyslexic in elementary school. I couldn't read at all. And it was just incredibly troubling and difficult and shameful and hard to read. And so what I did is I realized that I could learn by looking at people. And if I look at them and have active conversations, human conversation, I could reach their heart. And I might not be able to reach them literally, but I could reach their heart and they could reach mine. And I was able to learn so much that it enabled me to have literally all the success I have today, every bit of the success I have today on every movie, there's a direct relationship to that and face-to-face human connection. Can you give an example of a poor interaction you've had and how you corrected it using the power of face-to-face conversation? Well, with Dr. Jonas Saul, uh, it took me about a year for him to agree to to meet. And then when he said yes, uh, the problem was I was so nervous. I had so much pre-anticipatory anxiety that when I approached him, I literally barfed. (laughs) So that wasn't, that was a pretty failed connection. And then I fainted and he came down and he helped me. And then I became revived. And then we had a conversation and it could have ended, but he was so humane. And I was 
I recovered in a way that I was able to connect to my core self and we became friends to the final end of his life, actually. And Michael Jackson, I had this opportunity to meet him and he came to my office and I asked him, could he please take off the famous black glove? And I asked him if he could remove it and he looked at me as though he was going to leave because he was offended by the request. But I, I really felt like it would be impossible to really connect with him if he had that affectation. And he did remove it, but I, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. But he removed it and he became like an entirely different person, you know, like literally the most articulate, communicative, and instructive individual on choreography, lyrics, melodies, and dance. And he was able to speak to all of that with such clarity and uh, that it would kind of, it, it was really mind blowing. With a different voice, his voice became more elevated and just regular. So, so that was look at me or talk to me. So he probably didn't feel safe or trusted because that's what happens with face-to-face communication. You feel somebody's spirit. It builds trust. And with trust, people share you know, valuable insights that they wouldn't share ordinarily. And you know, they're not going to share them on a talk show or they're not going to share them in a casual conversation. People only share the precious insights that they contain if they feel deep trust and interest and safety. I always say use technology as a bridge to human connection instead of letting it be a barrier between you and the relationships you seek. How can we use technology to create more human relationships? You use technology to create more human relationships by searching and accessing who is interesting to you, what is interesting to you, what subject might be interesting to you, who defines that subject. Use it for all of the information that will lead you to a human connection. You first want to know who you want to meet and why. And then once you know who you want to meet and why, you want to be an excellent communicator with them so that they feel like they're getting something out of it as well. All of that is available because of technology. It absolutely augments and enriches human connection. But if you're using it all the time when you're around people or in elevators or walking the streets in New York, you're not going to have, your human connections will be eliminated, so therefore you won't have it. They work together in tandem. What are some of the biggest lessons you learned early in your career that were useful later? To be an active listener. Have smart, alive, energetic eyes. I learned that. I probably should put it in this order. I learned that when I have a curiosity conversation or I'm having a conversation with an actor, whether it's an agenda, a work agenda, or it's or it has no agenda, but you want it to have value. I learned to come to the table with at least three valuable assets that I could offer that person. In other words, like I've come to the table always with a subject that could be interesting to them. As though it were, you know, a six, an episode of 60 Minutes or an episode of, you know, one of your best talk shows. What's it like to be in Saudi Arabia? What is the opioid epidemic really about? You want to come to the table with something that is valuable, that you, that, that someone, where someone says, God, I didn't know that. Something that's enriching their life, not just your life. Every conversation that I have, every party still to this day, even as recently as two nights ago, 
I come with a little piece of paper on my note section on my iPhone, and I look at it before I get out of the car, and I have my three subjects or insights or facts or news events that might that are obscure that are not easily found. I come with three pieces of information or three ideas that are additive to someone else's life. And what is your best piece of career advice? When you're faced with a big decision, should I buy this house? Should I take this job that sounds amazing? Should I quit my job? My best advice was given to me, do always what's inevitable. Do you think it's inevitable you can afford the house? Yes, then buy the house. And you try to imagine what's inevitable to you. Is it inevitable you're gonna stay doing this job the rest of your life? No. Is it inevitable you're going to stay doing it for five years? Do you like it enough? Is it enriching you enough, either financially or intellectually? Yes. Don't quit them. <laughs> if the answer is no, then you quit. Do what's inevitable. Think of it in those terms. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Brian. To follow his journey, you can read his book face-to-face and find him on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram where he shares his live appearances, moments with friends, latest productions, adventures, and favorite foods. We hope you enjoyed today's show and the amazing advice our guests provided. Remember that you can only benefit from advice if you act on it. Before you do, we would appreciate your feedback in the form of a review. You can leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or a podcatcher of your choice. Your feedback would be very much appreciated. Head over to danshawbell.com slash review now.